0: Liberty Council's military case differs from the Supreme Court's recent ruling. I'm Matt Staver, Founder and Chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom to discuss this important issue is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council recently filed some additional authority with both the Court of Appeals and our lower court judge because we have an injunction on behalf of a member of the United States Marines and the Navy. But the Supreme Court on a Friday evening handed down a case in a different ruling out of Texas involving Navy SEALs. Ours involves both Navy SEALs as well as members from all the different branches of the military and all kinds of individuals within the Navy. So sometimes it may be confusing between the two, but the case on which the Supreme Court issued its recent opinion is not our case, but it also does not affect directly our case. And that was a situation in which the Supreme Court stayed partially an injunction by a lower court judge with regards to prohibiting any deployment decisions by the military branches, in that case the Navy, with regards to those individuals involved in that lawsuit objecting to the COVID shots. The question is, how does it actually affect other cases like ours? And the answer is, one, Obviously, I think the Supreme Court was wrong. They should not have entered this partial stay of the lower court order out of Texas. But number two, it's not going to directly affect our case because that case had broader language than ours. Bottom line is the rulings below, both in the case before the Supreme Court and in our case, they still stand with regards to the military's violation of the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act when they are denying these requests for exemptions or accommodations from the COVID shots.
1: Right, like, so bottom line, our military plaintiffs have not been kicked out or not been kicked to the curb or anything at this point. They're still, they still like our two service members that we've gotten injunctions on, they still have those injunctions in place. And uh, the rest of our plaintiffs have not been kicked out at this point, right?
0: Right. But they're getting a lot of uh, pressure and a lot of the deadlines are coming up. Oh, the deadlines are coming up. For example, you know, just the other day, there was um, a woman on our military conference call line sharing a story about her situation. And within the next 30 days, just began weeping, doesn't know whether she and the family will have a place to live. They're on base. They have filed for these religious exemption accommodations. They have been denied. So the threat of being processed out is hanging over their head all the time. And the military is already acting, in some cases, like these people are being processed out. So for, in fact, this family here, after 30 days, their lease expires, and the military has already rented that place on base to another family, mm-hmm. meaning that in 30 days, they don't know where they're going. They're homeless. And, in fact, you know, you think about some of these people in the military, particularly the junior individuals, there are a lot of people that are in the poverty level that are serving in the United States military that need food supplements. And for example, like for example, food stamp type of income, because they don't have the money to be able to even put food on the table for their families. Uh, that's been well known within the military. It's a shame that we're not compensating the junior members of the military enough so that they don't have to worry about their families. And then when they transfer to different places in the country, for example, if they go to San Diego, the price of housing is much higher there than if they were in Fort Rutgers in Alabama, for example, or some other place in a different location within the United States or even around the world. So their cost of living changes, but their income does not change commensurate with that cost of living. So what you have here when this family, this woman, this mother, is weeping on the phone, not knowing where she and the family and the kids and her husband are going to be within 30 days, it's a serious problem. It's a serious problem because they can't just pick up and find something else. The military housing is going to be leased out to somebody else who has already succumbed to the vaccine pressure and gotten the COVID shots. And they're kind of out in the dark. And it's not like you can just say, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm giving my two-week notice and I'm gone. I'm going to find another job. You can't do that in the military. You can't just leave you would be considered a wall.
1: You know, Matt. I mean, it's not only a problem, but it's it's a shame. It's a disgrace. Those so leaders that are leading the military—I um, use that word loosely—are allowing this to happen. These people sacrifice everything. They sacrifice time with their family. They sacrifice a lot of things that we take for granted, and now they're having to, you know, beg for crumbs so they can feed their family. That is a disgrace. No,
0: it's a real disgrace. It is absolutely disgraceful, particularly for these junior members. And I think that what we're seeing is an intentional purging of the military, of Christians who have conservative moral values, judeo-christian values and i think that is coming directly from the top of Mm -hmm. biden down to secretary lloyd austin the department of defense secretary and then it's being pushed down to the upper echelon level of all the branches of the military and there's a level where they're just falling in line they don't question these orders and they're imposing these abusive mandates we have an injunction on behalf of a lieutenant colonel in the United States Marines and a commander of a Navy surface warship. We are pressing forward to get injunctions for many, many others, including the class of members in all the branches of the military, all six branches, which include Space Force. In our case, uh, Judge Stephen Merriday issued an injunction, and it really has two parts the injunction in our case is a little bit more narrow than what was before the Supreme Court with regards to the Texas preliminary injunction. Uh, Our injunction is more narrow than that one uh, because it essentially has two parts. One, that the military uh, cannot enforce an order to require acceptance of the vaccine or undergo discipline for refusal to get the vaccine based upon their religious beliefs. In other words, they can't separate them. They can't enforce an order, and they can't separate them. And number two, they cannot take any adverse action that is retaliatory, retaliatory. Now, the one with regards to the Texas case was they weren't able to do assignments or deployment decisions, and that's what the court of the Supreme Court ultimately said no we're going to stay that portion of in other words that portion of the injunction out of Texas case won't be effective pending appeal
1: so that they're saying the supreme court is saying that if you have not been gotten the shot you cannot go out and be deployed the supreme they don't court see is that saying that the or, court
0: yeah. cannot tell a military commander that they are unable to make a deployment decision if someone doesn't have the shot i think that is wrong right. Uh, Because what ultimately happens is if you're not deployed, you are essentially stuck. Your deployments are oftentimes associated with and part and partial of your promotion and your longevity in the military. And if you're not deployable, quote unquote, if you're not deployable, when a deployment comes up and you're not able to take that position of deployment, then what happens uh, you're not going to be advanced. You'll be, I believe, blacklisted. Mm-hmm. I believe it will be a mark against your career. And it ultimately begins a trajectory that has consequences. The United States Supreme Court justices don't seem to understand reality in that particular situation. And they need to stop being in their ivory bubbles. They've all gotten the COVID shots. Um some of those are very much pro-religious freedom, uh, like Alito and, and, and Thomas and Gorsuch, and they were very strong. Uh, but people like Barrett and Kavanaugh are very disappointing on yes, this situation. Um, and they're, they need to realize what happens in real life mm-hmm. and, and come out of the Supreme Court ivory bubble and realize what's happening. That's uh, the problem with some of these quick decisions on these fast emergency requests that was presented to the Supreme Court without full briefing, without oral argument, without a make brace and they're ill-informed.
1: Because yeah, Kavanaugh even said that he said he didn't believe that uh, you know the courts have the right to enter. Vein with the military and tell them what to do. But in this situation, you're talking about life and death and religious freedom here.
0: Yeah, and they need to know that the shots are actually hurting people, killing people, right. that it's undermining military readiness, that it is destroying morale, that people are committing suicide because of the pressure, that people are being abused. There's a whole other area that mm-hmm. they need to know of which they're completely ignorant, either willfully or they just don't care. We're going to continue to litigate to defend the defenders of freedom. Continue to support our case. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash military. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776, lc.org.